if the love of Jesus is in you and you want to show some sign, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And if he's been good to you, you ought to show some sign. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. For how good and great he is, how marvelous he has always been. Father's preaching time. Songs have been sung, gifts have been given. Now, God, we need a word from on high. We ask that you let me decrease, that you would increase in me, hide me behind the throne. Let them see your image upon me and hear your voice through me. So, Lord, we ask that this word falls on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, I praise you, give you all adoration because you're my strength. And, Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, Amen. Come on, let's give God one more hand clap of praise. Oh, you can do better than that. If you're glad to be alive and know that you're alive, come on, let's celebrate him for who he is. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Look at somebody and tell them, neighbor, I'm in the right place at the right time. Amen, amen. If you have your manuals of life with you, turn with me to the book of Genesis chapter 22 Genesis chapter 22 I don't feel no waste time I come too far from where I started from Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Y'all know that song. I don't feel no. That's it. You can sing in your voices. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. For the sake of the, the length of scripture, I want you to read 1 through 14 on your leisure time. But I want you to jump right down to verse 14. Are you there? Say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We have room for you. 
And it reads as such, And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. You may be seated in the house of God. Some Bible said, And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. If I can get you to help me preach just for a few minutes on the subject, the topic, he made a way. The Lord made a way. He made a way. Um, I solicit your amens um, on this morning. April of 2000, there was a man by the name of Nathan who was a football and track coach and wrestling coach who was in a near fatal car accident trying to avoid hitting a deer. When he arrived to the hospital, he had several broken bones, a damaged spinal cord, numerous lacerations, and a collapsed lung. They put him into what they called a drug-induced coma. For days, Nathan laid there when family would come by and see him laying restless and helpless. They would whisper in his ear, you keep fighting. After a period of time, Nathan came to. When Nathan came to, the doctors told him it was likely that he would never be able to walk again. When Nathan went home, Nathan vowed to the Lord and to himself that he would pray earnestly, waiting for the Lord to move. Nathan, for two weeks, prayed unto the Lord. One night while in his bed, he heard and felt a pop in his neck. Nathan got up the next morning, called the doctor, asked the doctor, could he come in because he needed to see him because he heard and felt a pop in his neck and he needed an x-ray. When he got into the doctor's office, the doctor took him back, the nurses took him back, and they did x-ray after x-ray. The doctor came back and told Nathan, uh, we don't understand, but your vertebrae has fused itself. And we have never heard of any type of medical or medical explanation for this. Nathan turned with tears in his eyes and looked at the doctor and said, I can answer that question. The Lord made a way. And I wish I had about two people that can testify that there's been times in your life where it seemed like you've lost everything. You've lost a being. You lost the activities. You've lost your, it seemed like your life savings. And it looked like you wasn't going to make it. But when you turned it over to Jesus, lo and behold, behind every dark cloud, there was a silver lining. You can testify that no matter what I was going through, I'm preaching and some of y'all ain't even tracking with me, that you can say through it all, despite of my my disparities, my disgust, my busted mindset, my broken finances. The Lord has made a way. He has made a way. He, he made a way out of 
knowing. I wish I had some cancer survivors that could just slip your hand up or maybe hit on Facebook. That's me. He made a way. Somebody that might have been broke as a joke didn't know how you were going to pay the next bill. Get to work on a quarter of a tank of gas. But God, he, he, he made a, a, a way. He made a way. This, this, this text, uh, as we read my brothers and sisters, uh, here in this text, we have a story that will help all of God's children and people to understand how God will make a way when you're dealing with anguish, faith, and worship. Uh, Y'all tracking with me? God will make a way when you're dealing with anguish, faith, and worship. It's hard to have faith and develop strength for worship when you're in pain physically and mentally. I, I hope y'all praying with me and y'all going to work with me this morning. I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. But, but it's hard to develop the strength you need to worship and have faith when you are in pain physically and mentally. Here we find the story of Abraham and his son here together in a situation that has caused or can cause anguish and require faith and worship. And I just want to park right there because sometimes you'll find yourself giving God your best worship when you are in pain. Y'all tracking with me this morning. Some people need to recognize it's not the fact that you're going through that should make you worship. It's the fact that you're able to testify that you're going through that will cause you to worship. In fact, it's not the fact that you don't have it. It's the fact that you got faith that because I don't have it, I know it's on its way. I wonder is there anybody here that can say, Reverend, there's been times in my life where I've come to the Lord in but because I knew he could do what he does, does best, I know the Lord will fill me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 there's a struggle when you have anguish, uh, uh, faith, and you're trying to worship. It, it becomes difficult when you're dealing with situations and you're required to have faith, but yet still worship. There, there, there's two things. Uh, not knowing that Abraham and his son, not knowing that their faith was being tested as they set out on the journey. And one thing I found out about the Lord that's very interesting about him because, you know, God is full of surprises. Uh, one thing I found out about God is that God seems to teach us with the things we love the most. Uh, it's in your text, verses 1 and 2, when it said that he, he heard from the Lord and the Lord told him to take his son. The things that he loved the most. And there's two reasons why he does this to us. The first reason is he, he, he teaches us to test us. Uh, and then the second thing is he's trying to get us to a higher level. He, he teaches us to test us, but he's trying to get us to a higher level. James describes it like this, that the test, it teaches us about perseverance, maturity, and completeness, and lacking nothing. And one thing about God, when he's developing perseverance, 
It will help you to learn how to endure in all types of circumstances. Y'all ain't with me this morning. Some folk can really tell the truth and not test a lie. That had it not been for the Lord testing you and you getting past the test, you wouldn't be in this situation you're in right now. You wouldn't be able to handle all of your situations, your struggle, your drama. That's a mixture of stress and drama at the same time. But thanks be to God, he matured you in the process of your test. He matured you in the process of his teaching you how powerful, how strong he really is. I wish there was somebody that can just look at me real straight in the face and say, Reverend, I've been through some hard times, but I found out that the Lord will provide. I found out that when I'm going through my strain and my struggle, my stress and my test, I'm on my way to the kingdom land because I'm struggling and straining but I'm trying to, to, to make it to make it in and, and listen no one here can argue the fact that, that here it is that, 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 that the testing that you've experienced have developed you into being a better person uh, and, and you know uh, uh, what, what, what makes me struggle sometimes is that we go through but we never want to identify with the struggle. Uh, yeah, you, you know, we don't want nobody to know that we're struggling with problems. We, we want everybody to think that we got it all together. We don't want nobody to know that we're crazy. You, you, you just might be sitting next to a Dr. Jekyll and in fact, I know you sitting next to a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Let me prove it to you. Sometime I can be nice and sweet as pie, but if you play with my money, my food, and my family, we're going to have a problem up in here, up in here. And, and, and here it is. I've discovered the enemy, the enemy knows how and just when to come and attack God's people. And he tests us and he challenges us with the people we love the most. Now, I, I just, I don't want to hurt no mother's feelings, but you know, sometimes you worship your children before you worship God. And sometimes, listen, here it is. If God said, if you're going to give him or her all the glory, I need to tell you another story. I'm going to show you some stuff. And can I just stay right there for a second? And sometimes you worship him and her so much. He loved me so much. He said, we shouldn't go to church. I, I, she she cares so deeply. She said she's gonna cook me a meal. I ain't even gotta go to Sunday school. You you put everybody before God, and God is a jealous God. He said, I'll have no other God before me. So then now watch this to every giant that's in your life, to every boo thing, BFF that you put before God, they got to come down. But can I get somebody that can testify? Say, Reverend, I put some things before God on purpose because I need some things delivered. Delivered and decreased in my life. I put cancer before him. I put finances before him. I even put some fake, phony, fickle friends before him because I needed God to tear some folk down. Here, 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 listen. It's the fact that, that, that many of us, the Lord wants to take us to another level. 
And there, there's what's the watch this. The other one is that if he gets us to a higher level, then we can understand what he wants from us. When he when he says, go to the land of Mount Moriah, that means in the text, it means all the mountains in Jerusalem. The text says he told him, Go to the land of Mount Moriah, and after here, there, there, after him, he says, offer him there a burnt offering, one on the mountain in which I tell you. I, I saw something in the text that really got me. Um, now, there is Calvary, there's Zion, there's Olives, Moriah, and other mountains. Some folk would rather stop at their first destination rather than to keep moving so they can move higher. In order for God to get your mind to think or to be higher, you have to stop stopping where the enemy has tried to stop you. Y'all with me this morning tracking. Uh, here, here it is. Here, here it is. I, I can't uh, understand why if he says go to the land of Moriah, why so many people want to stop at Mount Zion? Why so many people want to stop at Mount Olives and other mountains? Because here it is. If I stop at Mount Zion, I'm not there yet. If I stop at Mount Olive, I'm not there yet. Because the objective is, is for me to get to Calvary. And when I get to Calvary, then I know that God wants me to get higher in my thinking, higher in my praise, higher in my worship, and he wants me to keep my eyes on Mount Calvary. So what they call you a failure? You got to keep looking up. So what they want you to hang with the ducks and the swans and the catfish? You got to keep thinking up because the Bible said, I will look to the hills for which cometh all of my help. All of my help comes from the Lord. Look at somebody said, you got to keep looking up. Yeah, you you got to keep looking up. He he not only wants to test us and, and 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 get us to thinking higher. Listen, if he can get his people from being shallow while in the valley, you won't mind climbing to higher heights. L let me help you real quick. If he can get you from thinking that you'll never have nothing, then you'll fight until you get it when he gives it to you. You just missed that. The Bible says, I must press towards the mark of a prize of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus and some folk don't know how to keep pressing you sick you got to keep pressing it was at the cross at the cross where I first saw the Lord and all of my sins rolled away look at somebody say get to Calvary get, get to get to Calvary and, and, and can I just I, I just want to be uh, uh, transparent, but instantly transparent, because this just came to me, brother Ken. The reason why the church can't get to where it needs to be, because the church is too busy stuck in the valley. 
Let me dig a little deeper now. I'm pulling, pulling teeth now. I'm scratching dandruff. Here we go. The reason why the church can't begin to grow in the community because the church is stuck at Mount Zion and not thinking about Calvary. And here it is. Some folk need to realize God has placed you in the place of being basic so that then when he teaches you the basic necessities, the biblical instructions before leaving earth, then now you can appreciate all 66 books of the Bible from the front to the back, from Genesis to Revelations, back from Revelations to Genesis, because now you can say, look where the Lord where the Lord has brought me from I'm trying to get somebody to start thinking kingdom minded because there's too many shallow thinkers in the house of worship you say we can't have it why because they told us we can't have it my God said if you ask in his name anything you ask in his name it shall be given unto you uh, yeah uh, let me uh, but not only is it the, the thing where he's trying to get us to teach us some things to get to do two things. But watch this. God requires laboring uh, in your faith so that you can see it from his perspective. I'm climbing the, the, the mountain. I'm a, verse three and four. It says uh, he, he, he told them what to do. And, and the Bible says they then early in the morning. Abraham saddled the donkey. Now, some of y'all Bibles cuss. Some of y'all Bibles cuss. And watch this. Some Bibles say ass. It cusses, but let me help you. In the Bible, the cuss word is, is anointed. You just missed that. And so you can appreciate it. Anointed cuss words. So you can appreciate ass if I say ass. If you can appreciate ass if I say the Bible said and they saddled up the ass. I, I, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to go. I'm trying not to go left, Sister Piper. I'm trying not to go left because some folk want to just tell folk you need to sit. Let me let me move forward. I, 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 I'm not in the mood for a special call meeting. Uh, but here it is. They saddled up the donkey. Um, they saddled up the donkey. And, and, and here it was. They saddled up the donkey, got the wood and did all that. The Lord has to, he, he requires laboring in your faith that you can see it from his perspective. Now watch this. The proper purpose was the donkey was a work animal. And, and they would put clothes, they would clothe the donkey with the blanket so that uh, uh, um, he, 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 they didn't have proper gear back then. They didn't have true saddles. They didn't have all that. So they would put the cloth 
on the donkey to help with the ride. But they, the Bible says they got up early because usually if you travel early, it will help you beat the heat. But watch this. They put the cloth on the donkey to help with the ride so that every time they strapped down the wood, if the wood would fall, then they would be there to pick it up. But the Bible says they left early so that then therefore they won't have to deal with the heat. But they put the cloth underneath the saddle for the donkey so that the donkey can handle the ride and those that have to keep picking up the wood time and time again would be able to handle the trip. Y'all just missed your shout. Some folk don't understand. It's the fact that God has you laboring while you're in faith. It's why you've been blessed so much. Time and time again, the wood keep dropping. You keep picking it up. But God has you covered with something that you can endure your journey while you go. So what? You struggling with your bills. You just keep picking them up. So what? The doctor gave you bad news. You just keep picking them up and watch God make a way for you. And here, 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 here it was. Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes if you use a continual level of work, of labor while you're struggling with your faith, you'll find out that God is showing you something in a better perspective. The text says on the third day, Abraham looked, opened his eyes and saw from afar. Some folk can testify that had it not been for the struggles, you wouldn't be able to see clearer now. Had it not been for what you've been through, you wouldn't understand why you had to go through it. It was his amazing grace. How sweet it sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but I thank God now I can see. And, and can I just be instantly transparent right now? Some folk don't understand. You're laboring now in your faith because God wants you to see some stuff from an empty estate. And here it is. If he can get you to believe it when you don't have it, then you will appreciate it when you receive it. I wish I had about three folk that could say, Reverend, I got the job I wasn't even educated enough to get. I got the house that my finances, my FICA scores, and all of the scores didn't match up. But God! He, he wants me to see it from another perspective. But if you're not willing to labor, I believe... Sunday school, James said, faith without works is dead. Some folk think they're going to make it to heaven because you hold a tambourine. Some folk didn't already wrote their name on the roll because you held the offering basket 10 times in 15 years. And here it is. Your laboring is not the excitement that others will understand. But your laboring is while you're going through. When people don't understand how you're making it. Oh, Y'all just missed that. And that's fresh off the press. Here it is. Some folk need to shout because there have been many times where you've been struggling. You've been struggling. Training. You've been stressed out. You've been almost suicidal. God has kept you because you still lift up your hands in the midst of your struggle. Sometime when you're going through, you can't say nothing. But the saint said, if I couldn't say nothing, I'll just wave my hands. Some folk walk in their job stressed out and don't want to talk. You just 
when you go in the doctor's office because you don't want him to know you're scared, you just... And how many know when you wave your hand unto the God, he inhabits the praises of his saints. When I wave my hand, guess what? I surrender all. All to him, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. He, he's trying to get me to see it from a different perspective. Granny, I, I, I remember Granny used to say her own way of parables. She, she had her own way of giving us her spiritual parables. Uh, Y'all yeah. uh, making me a little nervous. Y'all walking a little too much. Uh, uh, here, here it is. She, she, she made us understand her own spiritual parables. Uh, she, she would say... Um, uh, Boy, you just don't understand. And if you don't understand now, you'll understand it better by and by. And, and I used to laugh because I said, you're always trying to educate us when we're not seeking those type of statements. I need help. I need some money. I need some food. I, I need something that's going to sustain me. She said, you don't understand it now, but you'll understand it better by and by. What she was trying to tell me was, she said, you're not going to always get what you want. But she said, I serve a God that will give you everything that you need. He may not come when you want him. But can I get three to slip up their hand and say, he will come when I need him. He's always on time. But we have to see it from a different Perspective. I'm trying to help somebody. I don't know who's struggling this morning. Somebody looking at your finances and you ready to give up. Somebody looking at the fact that you can't get a job that's worth paying anything and you ready to give up. You got to see it from his perspective. Listen, God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, don't worry about the clothes, the food, everything. He said, I will. Just... If I did it, if I can feed the birds, I sure enough can feed you. I can put food on your table, clothes on your back, keep you in the same state of mind if you just trust. Trust me. The first thing I saw in the text was, and he, he makes a way, first thing I saw was, he removes us from distractions. The text says, uh, the Lord told him to, he, he got in in verse 5. He got there and he told his, his men, uh, y'all wait with the donkey. Me and the lad going to worship and we'll be back. He, 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 he removes us from distractions. In the Greek, hypospo uh, in the Greek means detach. Uh, to, to disengage, separate us. He has to get us to a place where we are disengaged so he can have our undivided attention. And notice in the text it said right there, in the text it said, the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back 
to you. Your worship nor your praise is, is predicated. It should not be predicated on everyone being in your presence. And watch this. But it, it's premeditated on the fact that you will be there. Did y'all just hear what I said? Your worship and praise is not predicated on who all will be there, but it's premeditated on the fact that you will be there. Help me, Reverend. You got to put yourself in a place of worship so that if don't nobody else can see his face or feel his glory, you can. I mean, I don't know if anybody here ever been feeling like that sometime. You come to church, you all feeling lonely and despondent, but when you get to the door, you said, I am not going to let what's going on with me separate me from celebrating and worshiping God. In fact, I won't let my problems at home, my wife, my husband, my children, or even my job stop me from coming in with praise on my lips, thanksgiving in my heart, lifting up ye heads, oh, ye gates. And the kingdom of glory is at hand. And some folk need to celebrate because you came in with the right mindset. You came in with a heart desiring and burning to be with the Lord. Ezekiel said he's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. But Jeremiah said he's just like fire shut up in my bones. Uh, yeah. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, uh, he... he he has to disengage us so that we can hear what he is saying. Many folk have embraced the distractions. That's why they cannot be delivered. You have allowed your distractions to stop your deliverance. Watch this. Had Abraham took everyone with him, there would have been distractions. He would not have heard what the Lord was saying. Was it not King Jehoshaphat that got the word of the threat of the war and decided to pray first and then go get the people to come pray? The Bible said even Jesus departed from the disciples and prayed to God and then he came back. In fact, Daniel removed himself from the situation and went and prayed to God in Jerusalem, came back to deal with the problem. And some folk don't understand that when God distracts you, he pulls you away from your distractions and he detaches you. Listen, you don't have to go back. Y'all just missed that. You don't have to go back to the things that are disturbing and disrupting your way of living. I wish I had some redeemed folk in the house today. In fact, when I leave from this position, I'm going to a better position. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my mama, not my father, but it's me, oh Lord, and God, while I'm down on my bending knees, please don't let me go back from where I came from. In fact, let me look back and say, oh, how I made it over. Listen, tell somebody, don't be distracted. 
Don't be distracted. Here, here, uh, Solomon says in Proverbs 4, he says, it helps you to look directly forward and gaze straight before you. And there it is. Some of us can testify. Had God not placed you in a place of loneliness or given you alone time or even I'm going to get to the ones that's so saved that don't deal with those type of things put blinders on your head so you can't see listen some folk can testify that I'm grateful that God detached me so I won't engage in anything that's not divine you, 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 you ain't feeling me. Here we go. Watch this. Some folk can shout because had you not had blinders on, had you not been in a lonely state or felt alone, you would not be dealing with some of the people that you're dealing with. You would be able to handle the situation better. But because he put them on you, he moved you from them. Now you can look at them and say, listen, I don't know what you come to do, but I come to praise the Lord. In fact, I don't even know why you're sitting on my row because I sat on my row for a purpose. If you're going to sit here and be dead, yes, your dry bones ain't living again. But I come to serve a God that every time I turn around, he just keeps on blessing me. I tell somebody, don't be distracted. Don't, 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 don't be distracted. Yeah. Young folk, you in love, but don't be distracted. He don't love you. He just loved what you're giving to him. Y'all don't want me to dig in the box, Pandora's box. Uh, uh, the, sec the, the second thing I saw was he demands distinct devotion. Uh, he, he demands distinct devotion. The text says he took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. He took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. Listen. Demand distinct devotion. Sometimes in your devotion, you have to learn to carry your own confessions to be crucified. We didn't got too saved, y'all. Y'all. Sometimes you have to carry your own confessions to be crucified. Too many people um, will disagree, but the saints will agree that it takes a lot of work to carry your problems to the Lord and still have faith. Why is it hard? Because I don't want God to see me like this. I wish I had some. I don't want him to see me in this condition. I'm naked. When, 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 when you would give, watch this. When you would give burnt offerings, it was your sacrifice unto God, but followed behind it was your confessions 
of sins. Devotion is an act of showing love or showing someone that you are devoted to them. But how can you show loyalty to God if you're full of sin? Uh, watch this. The, the sin experts say, Because y'all do know we got some sin experts that will say uh, your sin is bigger than my sin. And, and, and I told a little white lie and you told a huge big lie. The sin expert. Look at somebody and say, don't be a sin expert. Don't, don't be a sin expert. Because here, here it is. Here it is. When you are willing to carry your confessions for crucifixion, Peter says, we serve one who bore our sins in his own body on the tree. First Peter chapter two, number 24. He says that we having died to sin might live for righteousness, but whose stripes you are healed. God demands distinct confession in our devotion so that you can be healed. Abraham was going to him for dedication and to dedicate his son so that, watch this, not only could he be healed, but his son could be healed. How many times have you just took your knucklehead child to the Lord? And say, Lord, I can't handle it. I'm tired of it. I'm not going to stress out no more. I'm just going to give him to you because guess what? He weighing me down. Okay, and here, here it is. Watch this. Abraham extended his level of devotion and faith through the works unto God. Now, let me stop right there. Some folk will stop serving God because you got to confess. And, and here it is. The Bible tells us we must confess of our sins daily. And some folks sit there and act so sanctified, so sanctimonious like you don't sin. You just woke up in sin. Because look, watch this. You didn't ask God to forgive you of your sin. The first thing you did was get up, go make your coffee, eat some eggs, eat some toast, make some grits, start watching Facebook. You sin right there. Look at somebody and say, that ain't me. He... He ain't talking about me. He, he ain't talking about me. And, and here it is. James says, James 2 and 23, he says, Abraham believed God. It was a, he was accounted for to him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. And some folk don't realize that God is trying to get you to confess of your sins so that you could become his friend. You just missed that. You've been hanging around everybody that's weighing you down. You get your check, they want your money. You don't have no money, they ain't your friend. But how many know when you got God on your side, he don't care if you're broke, busted, and disgusted. He'll stick with you right there. He'll become a paraclete, one that walks alongside of you. The Holy Spirit over you, grace and mercy on the side, God in front, Jesus in back. He becomes your divine protector. That's what a friend will do. What manner of man will lay down his life for a friend? Look at somebody say, he called me friend. And see, some of y'all can't look at your friends because you, you ain't confessed of your sin. He, he calls me friend. Here's the last thing, and I'm going to get out the way, I promise. 
he, he rewards us with divine provision. That's, that's verses 7 through 14. He rewards us with divine provision. And in that uh, reading, in the, the, the pericope, I, I saw something there. Um, we have to learn not to become argumentative when we're at a point of a breakthrough. I know I ain't T.D. Jakes. I ain't trying to be. I'm just trying to give you the word. We got to stop being argumentative at the point of a breakthrough. Look at the text. Notice how Isaac made a series of statements. And he asked the question, but where is the lamb? Where's the lamb? Where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Watch this. His father never argued with him, nor have he argued with his father. You just missed that. We're asked to do something. We become argumentative. And he watch this. This is how good God is. This is how unique he is. He'll ask you to do something when you're going through. And because you're so silly and don't want to see what he's trying to do, you become argumentative. I ain't cleaning up no bathroom. I ain't nobody's mate. I ain't giving no bulletins out. I ain't nobody's made. I'm just an usher at the church. We don't supposed to be giving our bulletins. And here it is. You cannot become argumentative at the point of breakthrough. And some folk have argued in your spirit. That's why you ain't came out yet. That's why you ain't been healed. That's why the doctor can't give you good news. He always telling you something bad. Some folk argue so much that they just look ugly. Look at somebody and say, stop arguing. God's trying to pull you through something. And listen, let me help somebody. Somebody's finances have been extremely low. But you argue and that's why God can't bless you. You're wondering why you're not growing in the word. You're arguing with the word. The word tell you to go left, you're going right. He tell you to straighten up, you still want to be a snake. You can't become argumentative when God is trying to give you a breakthrough. Watch this. His son was willing to obey the father because the father obeyed his father. Let, let, let me help you. Let me help you marry folk. Let me hope you. I hope you sit next to your husband or you got him on. Quick text. <laughs> if you stop arguing with your husband, you'll get blessed. Y'all, they don't like that. They, they don't like that, brother Earl. They don't like that. Let me, okay. And, and some folk that's single, you laughing, but let me help you real quick. You don't have no boo thing, no husband right now, but God is your husband. And he, watch this. You keep arguing with God because you said, I can't find nobody. He said, the problem is you looking. I ain't sent them yet. Now, now we both even now, right? 
Let me bless everybody. The reason why the church can't be blessed is because you're too busy arguing with the head of the church, which is the man of God who's led by God. And the reason why some folk are still busted and messed up, can't pay your tithes, can't praise, can't worship, can't be a part of no ministry, you too busy arguing with God. Just look at somebody and say, I'm going to do better by you. I don't care if it ain't your husband or your wife. Just tell them, I'm going to do better by you. I'm trying to help you. Listen, he, 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 he listen. listen uh, I got the spirit saying stay. And I got myself saying the time is up. But let me stay with the spirit. Because I... I know y'all love me, but don't nobody want to get the whipping tonight for me. <laughs> listen, listen. It's when you obey the head is when now you don't feel like the tail. And the Bible says the last will be first and the first will be last. But watch this. If you obey God, you'll always be first, even though you're in the back of the line, because we know God saves the best. Come on now, shout with me. Somebody ought to be glad to say, Reverend, I'm glad I was last to church. I still got a blessing. It blessed me when I got there. I was last in line for my wick, but I still got a blessing because I got everything he had designed for me. Let, let, me, let me give somebody's house a, a little increase here. Let me, let me help you out. Listen, when you learn to submit to the head. Ah, uh, I know this is in, I'm walking on eggshells now. When you learn to submit to the head, then watch this. Everything you thought you missed out on, God will give you. Yeah. And here, here, here's, here's the thing I always tell people to try and digest. When you can't be submissive to scripture, you sure can't be submissive to leadership, which tells me when you get up and you telling folk I'm blessed, highly favored in Jesus' name, you lying. Because listen, those that know him will not go against him. Those that believe him will not stand pridefully because the Bible says those that are prideful, God opposes the proud. But he says, listen, if you seek ye first, the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness shall be added. So therefore, that means if you seek God first, obey those that are in front of you, then God got some stuff that you thought he didn't give you. It's on its way. I'm trying to help some husbands. I'm trying to help some husbands that's, that's, that's wearing the skirts and not wearing pants. <sighs> help me, Holy Ghost. I don't know why you're taking me here, but I'm going. I'm out here now. I'm, on. I'm out here now. We got too many men wearing skirts. Trying to stay professional, Brother Piper, but got too many men wearing skirts. Just because y'all don't agree don't mean she has all the control. You have to be a man and tell her this is how it's going to be and this is the bottom line. Yeah. 
Listen, uh, I, I like watching TV. You know, uh, I, I was watching Good Times. Y'all remember Good Times? And one thing I like about Good Times was there was Florida Evans, there was JJ, Thelma, and Michael, Relona, Bookman, and Penny. And don't forget James Evans. I don't care what was going on in the house, who was out of control, who was running their mouth, who was right or who was wrong. Anybody got out of order if James Evans came in the house and commits to pulling up his pants, somebody was going to have to pay a penalty in the house for doing wrong. I'm trying to help somebody. It's time for you to pull up your pants. Your son been out all night, whoop his butt. Your daughter been cheating on that boy, messing with two other boys. You need to lock her in the house for a little while and talk about the birds and the bees. Your wife been cussing at you. You need to let her know, stop talking to me because I don't talk to you in that manner. Your husband been stealing, cheating, and lying, turning corners, coming back late in the middle of the night. You need to sit down with him and say, listen, I trust you. I'm subjected to you, but I'm not going to surrender my soul to you until you get it right with the Lord. I'm going to listen to what you're saying, but you ain't going to lead me to hell. Let, let, me, let me get out the way. I'm done messing with y'all. Uh, so he rewards us with divine providence. Uh, he, 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 the Lord shows us that when we listen to the Father, he went from riches to rags so that we can go from rags to riches. Abraham got to the place God had told him to build the altar and place the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. But the text says he placed the wood in order. In order for you to come out of your circumstances, you have to put some things in order. You just missed that. Some folk can testify that had you not put it in order, you would have still been messed up, scrambling, trying to find your way through. But most folk can really testify and slip your hand up and say, when I put it in order, God first, everything else tell the end. And guess what? God blessed you better than you knew that you could ever be blessed. In fact, he blessed you when you couldn't bless yourself. Put some things in order. We don't realize that it's not until we give everything to God is when he will deliver you. Abraham stretched out his hand, the text says, and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel told him, called down from heaven and said, Abraham, do not lay a hand on the lad or do anything to him. For I know you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. 
God's time to help his people is when they are brought to the greatest extremes. Because when we are at the greatest extreme, the, or, the more imminent the danger is the nearer to Christ we become. Watch this. The more imminent the danger we become, the more wonderful and welcoming we are to the deliverance. The Bible says Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and there be, behind him was a ram. I want to correct some of y'all. The Hebrew text, the original Hebrew order says that there was one ram, not a ram behind him. The word in the text behind is not the original Hebrew context because had that ram been in front of him, he would have been distracted on what he was supposed to do. He would not have realized that the ram was his blessing. You just missed that. Had you not stopped looking, had you not stopped looking behind, you wouldn't have seen your blessing in front of you. But because you chose to look behind you, that's why you're missing out on some of your greatest blessings. So he took the ram, the Bible says. And he offered him up as a burnt sacrifice unto the Lord. And the Bible says when he did that, that place was considered a place known that God will provide. We need to realize that when God has taken us to a place of brokenness, it's not going to get better until we give God our best and give him our last. Because some folk will withhold their best and give God their last. But when you give him your best, that means you would give him the first of your abundance. Are y'all praying with me? And if you give him your last, that means when you don't have it, you're still willing to give it from the depths of your heart. Are y'all praying with me? Because the Bible says that the Lord in the Gospels, he said, I will honor the woman that came with two mites because she gave from the depths of her heart. And I, I will look down on those that had it, but only gave it because they had it. Do I have any cocky people in the house today? Well, this story reminds me of a preacher, his wife, and his children. It had came upon holiday time. And this man and his family had prepared for church service. When they woke up in the morning, it was a bad snow blizzard. This preacher's wife looked at him. She said, baby, the snow is so bad, we're not going to be able to go to church. She said, but the other thing is, uh, I can't seem to make groceries for today. She looked at her husband with tears in her eyes. She said, what are we 
going to do? Her husband coming out of the restroom as he began to rub his hands together. In his mind, he was hoping that the storm would pass through because around holiday time, the church would normally give him his offering and they would give him an additional holiday blessing. Do I have a witness today? But in this situation, the snow had came and he had to cancel church service. And while he was standing there rubbing his hands together, his wife looked at him again. She said, baby, did you hear what I said? He said, what was that? She said, I don't know how we going to make groceries today. He said, what do you mean? She said, well, I opened the cupboards. There's no bread. There's not even no meal to feed the children. He said, what about the refrigerator? She said, well, I opened the refrigerator, and all it is is a big jar of water. He said, what I want you to do is go ahead and set the table for what the Lord is getting ready to do. She said, I don't quite understand what you're saying. He said, the Lord will make a way. Can I get a witness today? This man began to walk around the house and he began to pray unto his God. After a little while, they sat down at the table and the children began to look at the daddy and say, Daddy, we got the table set, but there's no meal on the table. There's no sacrifice in the middle of the table. Y'all know a chicken or a roast or a turkey or a coon or a rabbit. They said, Daddy, there's no sacrifice on the table. His daddy, the daddy said, don't worry, God will make a way. He began to pray. He said, Father, Father, this is your humble servant. You told me that if I give my life to you, if I surrender my children unto you, if I give them back at the date of birth, if I give you my all in all, you will supply all of my needs. Y'all don't hear me this morning. Well, after a while, this preacher, he then concluded the prayer. He said, Lord, I want to thank you for the food we are about to receive. He said, I want to thank you for the drinks we are about to partake of. I even want to thank you for the dessert that's coming my way. Do I have a witness this morning? About five minutes after the prayer, he concluded with an amen. There was a knock at the door, and while at the door, there was a string of people. First was the deacons. The chairman said, Pastor, we understand there was no church service. We want to still bless you with your weekly check. The next deacon said, Pastor, we understand that it is the holiday and normally we give you an extra. We decided to dip into the slush fund. 
that you can bless your family a little way extra. Here is a little bonus for you. And right behind the deacon and the co-deacon, there was the hospitality crew. The chairman of the hospitality crew came in with one turkey. Her assistant came in with a bucket of chicken. Her nurse came in with a plate of macaroni and cheese. The ushers came in with all kinds of pops. The choir director came in with all kinds of desserts. They put the desserts on the table. The son looked at the daddy. The daughter looked at the mama. The mama looked at the daddy. She said, well, he said, I told you, won't the Lord make a way? And I just want to share, when you don't have it, you got to continue to believe it. And God will, God will make a way for you. Is there anybody here that can testify that I was down to my last dime? But the Lord, he came and seen about me I was confused I was busted and disgusted but the Lord ah, the Lord he came and seen about me I didn't have gas I was trying to make it to work but the Lord he made a way out of no way I don't know about you but I got so much to be thankful for because every time I turn around he just keeps on making a way for me. He just keeps on blessing me. Do I have somebody that can testify and say, Reverend, despite of all I've done, despite of all I've been through, God has, God will make a way out of no way. Do me one favor. Just look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor tell them neighbor you should be standing the reason being he made a way oh, he made a way he woke you up early this morning started you on your way gave you activities of your limb clothe you in your right mind how many say he will make a way let me tell you how one Friday he went on the cross called Calvary. He hung high. They stretched him wide. He was a sacrificial lamb. They tell me he died. Didn't he die from the sixth to the ninth hour? The blood dripped down. Sun refused to shine. The blood dripped down in mud. The moon dripped down in blood. They tell me he hung his head in the locks of his shoulders. Didn't he die? Somebody say, he died. <laughs> he died. But that ain't the end of the story. He was buried before lunch. He died before dinner. But how many on the third day? Abraham opened his eyes. On the third day, he got up with power in his hands. He made a way. Won't he make a way? Have you tried him? If you know he will, look at somebody and say, he will. He will. He will make a way out of no way. Do me one no favor. Turn to that neighbor. 
put your hand on your hip and tell your neighbor, be not dismayed. Whatever betide, God will, God will, God will. Won't he make a way? Have you tried him? Anybody know he will? Anybody know he will? Do me one more favor and just point up and say he will. He will. He will. He will. He will. Probably do it. Say yeah. Say yeah. I got one question and I'm going to get out of your way. Ain't he all right? Somebody don't know when to shout. Anybody know he will? Won't he make a way? Somebody can say this morning when I rose, I didn't have no doubt. The Lord, ah, the Lord, he made a way. He made a way. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Somebody say he will. He will. Ah, he will. You just touch your clothes. He made a way. Somebody can put their hand on their head and say, He made a way. Ow! He made a way. I, I can tell him this. By the grace of the Lord, I've come a long way. Just look at your neighbor. Follow me, brother Earl. By the grace of the Lord, I've come. I've come a long way. 
It was by the grace of the Lord. I've come a long way. I'm going back to church. I go by myself. He has kept me when I couldn't keep myself. He kept my mind stayed upon him. Just do me a favor. Just put your hand on your head and say, by the grace of the Lord. I've come a long way. the grace of the Lord I've come a long way the doors of the church is open it was by the grace of the Lord I've come a long way Let me help y'all. I've been traveling through this barren land. But he kept my mind, he kept my mind, he kept my mind, he kept my mind. Stayed upon him. Yeah. It was by the grace. Y'all don't know when to celebrate. You didn't wake up by yourself. You didn't get that car by yourself. You didn't get that house by yourself. I've come a long way. It's his blessing. We have bestowed, but it was by the grace of the Lord. I've come a long way. Right where you are, give God a big celebratory praise. Mama Neil, 
We just celebrated 26 years. This church can say, by the grace of the Lord, I've come and we've come a long way. It was by the grace of the Lord. We've come a long ways. Watch this, y'all. We've struggled when life's ups and downs. But the Lord keeps on blessing me. So by the grace of the Lord. Just lift up both your hands and just say, we've come a long way. Yeah, that's it, Earl. Yeah, that's how they used to do it back home in the, in the Baptist church. The organ player would even get happy. <laughs> I'm going to let this thing go. Sister Tamika, they tell me you got a short testimony you want to give. I'm going to let you share with us this morning. Amen. Let's receive her as she comes. 